Hello and welcome to The Two Tones. It's episode 14. It's just hard to think straight at the moment, Tone. Could you... I mean, Brendan Bolton assumes the helm here and the phrase, the quotable phrase is, uh, we need to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Now, Bruce Springsteen mentioned the dog that just been beaten too much. That's what last year felt like. This is champagne that we've been drinking for the last three weeks, Tone. <laughs> it's an incredible uh, situation that we find ourselves in, Tony. Who would have thought? You know, three, three on the trot, all meritorious victories, having dropped the first four, and, geez, it's great to have oh. that winning feeling back, isn't it? Boy, oh, boy. And, you know, you're talking in the last three weeks, scalps against Essendon and Collingwood. You'd take that any day of the week, Absolutely. Surely. You would indeed. And, of course, Tone... Um, each of those three teams were above us on the ladder at the time that we met them. Yeah. So we know that um, the uh, the northbound train is heading in the right direction. It's lovely to see, and, and we're making progress. You would have to say, not only by week to week, but you can see minute to minute almost yeah. the way the, yeah. this um, metamorphosis of this team is, is um, materialising in front of our eyes. I want to mention a couple of things just on that point, Tone, because Carlton are now great fun to watch. It's just, uh, it's just a magnificent display of team unity. A couple of things that I noticed, Dennis Armfield crumbing the ball in the forward pocket, runs into an open goal, did not grab the glory for himself, dished off the hand pass to ensure that it was a goal. And you, you would have known Kerridge, in, and then in a lovely touch again in the gold square, an opponent running towards him. This is, again, this is Sosa's recruiting strategy writ large here. Players already ready to go. Kerridge could have thumped the ball, risking kicking it into his opponent, grounded it beautifully, and it just dribbles through. Look, Tony, you can pick out so many, um, uh, I guess, moments to illustrate exactly what you're saying. And um, that... Passage play I do obviously remember quite vividly, and Bryce being the recipient of that of that ball from Armfield. Yeah, and Bryce, even with Bryce, you know, it came to my mind. There are a couple of moments in the game where I saw Bryce Gibbs do things, and I thought that is magnificent to see. That is so admirable. There was an, a moment that happened early in the game, and I was relating this bit earlier. Where, <coughs> excuse me, Patrick Cripps was um, was fallen by. I think it may have been an accidental or a wayward forearm or fist or something. And he was down sort of trying to regather his composure and gasping for air. And a Collingwood player came over and, you know, cheap shot when the fellow was down, pushed him over. Yeah. As soon as that happened, Bryce Gibbs went in and remonstrated with that Collingwood awesome. player. And it was magnificent to see yeah. that. And it happened later on when Murph was ragdolled uh, and received a free kick for holding the man by Collingwood player. Gibbs went straight in to support his captain. Now, these are things that um, are, are obviously uh, coming to the forefront under the watch of this new coach. And there's so much to like about the way that uh, these plays to a man are, are playing uh, for each other and, and teaming so well for the greater good. And, you know, it's just to watch, as you said, Carlton play the way they are playing, it's so admirable. Um, and again, it, it fills you with pride as a supporter to see 
accountant team representing their club and their Guernsey the way that these men are. And uh, it's yeah. just fantastic to see. Rate of effort through throughout the whole team. Kieran Burns' tackle, yes. which you would have seen. Yes. He just, uh, you know, with contempt for his own safety, oh, yeah, he would yeah. say, just uh, launched himself. And it was just uh, it was a magnificent bit of football to watch. And I think I think the way that Brendan Boland's got these players committed to the contest and, you know, they're, they're, they're uh, so ferocious contested possession with the ball in dispute... Um, I think it's a, it's often been said that the that if you go hard like that, you're less likely to actually get hurt. Mm. And way betide the opposition player that's on the end of a of a, a marauding Carlton player that's you know eyes for the footy. Um, it's just magnificent to see the way that this team is is coming together um, under the methodology of Brendan Bolton. And you know another point was made early today, Tony, was that. Carlton won that game at the weekend without any of its five national draftees from the most recent draft. Thank so you. the upside to this is mind-boggling. You know what, yeah. what, what, where this team is heading, and what it's going to be capable of. You know, as the the weeks and months uh, roll out, it's just um, it's all aboard for you know get on the get on the ride. I, I'm we, on board. We for sure. uh, we we didn't mention him. I don't think enough last week. But there's a there's a player that. Uh, needs special recognition because of anybody who sums up the new order at Carlton, he does. He's right on board with it. He um, he doesn't play for glory, but he's just his working class work ethic is phenomenal. Uh, Kerno, yeah, well, Ed, I think he got the job. Was it Trelaw that he, yeah, he, he did. actually he made did, up? Yep. And um, look, give the give the man a job, and he'll he'll follow it through. You yeah. know, and. Uh, the thing with Ed, he's a, he's a magnificent um, athlete. Like to, he, he he runs from go to woe, and, and he he's certainly a, you know a, a player that can keep a key opposition player in, truly in check. And um, these are we've got a lot of um, I wouldn't necessarily call Ed Kino an unsung hero because I think he does get credit for for his commitment to Carlton. But we've got a lot of players now doing the little team things mm. collectively. Yeah. Make, make such a difference, and and um, the players are disciplined. Um, you know, they're they're um, they're focused, and I think uh, the team is. Well, we see the team is benefiting from the collective input of all these men that take to the field, and it, it amazes me actually that the uh, that the system that Brendan Bolton has tried to put in place for this team has been. Picked up by the players so very quickly mm. in the piece. Yeah, that's you a know. good point. Keep pinching myself thinking that yeah. you know, it's only been, what, six, seven months since Brendan Bolton assumed control. Yeah. And um, the, the changeover, not only the team, but the club, the entire place, has been profound, you know, and, it, and it's, a, it's a great thing. It's a great thing for Carlton and it's a great thing for the club. Well, as David Brent said in the office, a good idea is a good idea forever. <laughs> so uh, just keep doing great what Bolts tells Brent. you to do. Yeah. Um, Levi Casbolt's game. This was, oh. you'd have to say, uh, a confidence booster for Levi. Yes. There was, you know, look, it was... I won't say cure its egg as far as he went, but it was, it was mainly, it was mainly a very good game. Mm. He he is just, uh, you, we're seeing signs of progress there, and it's just a magnificent pair of hands. A magnificent pair of hands goes without saying. We know that you know the strength is in the mitts, you know, and he and he what he dragged down eleven or twelve. There were some superb pack marks yeah. that he took. Um, I think what was significant was that that first mark was taken so close to the goal square in the opening quarter. Yeah. So he had that opportunity yeah. to nail it yeah. and get the monkey off the back pretty quickly in the piece. Yeah. And I think what that did is really, it really helped with his confidence. And I think 
from then on, as the game went on, he, he, he actually looked more confident when he was in that position of actually having set shots for goal. I think there was one that was a gettable one he did miss, and he yeah. missed one from a, a fairly tight angle also. But um, to uh, finish off with that, that you know, that... That massive goal in the last quarter mm. to really to really um, ensure that the team was going to go on with with the with the win, oh, that spoke volumes for him. It was funny. I, I spoke I think last week, Tone, about the concern I had with him veering right. Yes, and that, that camera angle from behind the goals did show him veering slightly right, mm. but not so far right that he couldn't get the ball home. And it was yeah. just well, we all get that was a magnificent moment. As we get older, Tone. Well, we do, guess, we yeah. do. And and we we must remember that that, that was a goal kicked in a, at a vital moment of the contest, as the week before with Andrew Phillips against Essendon, yeah, and the week before that with Nathan Jones over in Perth, yeah. So at crucial uh, moments in games, Carlton players are standing up, and that's another yes. another positive that is emerging under under the regime of. B. Bolton. Now, I spoke to my mate uh, Mark, who's a butcher at uh, Century Meats in Fairfield. How's the lead here this week? <laughs> He's just a deliriously... Uh Happy supporter there on Station Street. That's a completely free plug. I don't get anything, but he's a, he's a great Carlton man and a great Carlton supporter. He made the point. He made the great point that we are keeping our heads in junk time, which is a huge difference from last year. Yes, and I think you know Bryn Bolton. One of his one of his you know um, I guess his mantras was that the Carlton players commit for hundred minutes, and I suppose through the course of the year the, the players have been pretty honest. Pretty much right through, mm. but I think what we're seeing now, uh, you know, uh, uh, we've got a team going around that plays it out to the death. And um, to be truthful, uh, in that Collingwood match at the weekend, the game should have been done and dusted a lot earlier. Yes, there were missed opportunities that really could have iced that game. But in saying that, even though Collingwood continued to to challenge, like the Eastern game, it was never ever any worry that. That Carlton wasn't going to respond, mm. and respond they did, and and um, the wins have been very have been meritorious because the fact they have been hard fought, you know, uh, fought out wins to the finish. So um, they've just it's just one of a number of so many pleasing aspects of of the Carlton team at the minute. Well, just on that, you know, you'd remember. Well, certainly we've talked about a lot of people have talked about the forward structure. If you look at. The Collingwood game, there were 15 goals. There were three goal kickers with three goals. Yes. Now, it seemed that there was no fixed target up forward whenever we entered the forward 50, which happened a lot. So what what is the structure in the forward line at the moment? Well, it's not being privy to the inner sanctum, Tony. I, I couldn't totally explain what, what is going on there. But I, but I think, look, if I can perhaps answer this in a, for fear of dancing around it, I think what was a feature of um, uh, of the forward setup was the way that they were able to keep the the um, the Collingwood backs under pressure. Mm. When Collingwood had possession in the defensive half, uh, not until the last quarter, I suppose, players started to tie. Do I ever recall a Collingwood player running the ball out of that defensive half yeah. of the ground? They were flat-footed because mm. Carlton's obviously Carlton had manned up and and position themselves where they had to position to stop the flow. And I think that, as much as anything, really contributed to the, to the, um, to the result by mm. game's end. You know? um, but I think, look, I, I would imagine uh, the forwards have got reasonable licence to you know, 
to make their mark. To to I, I, the way, if you look at the way the current plays to a man are playing, they're taking the game on. Mm. And I, it looks to me as though Brendan Bolton is giving the players a license to really attack the contest and and you know push up like if you look at the other end of the ground we've got Simo you know rebounding well, yeah. at what age 32 and yeah. 249 games in uh, rebounding off half back and just in, in magnificent touch you've also got his mini me um, uh, Sam Doherty well well again that's that's true but if you think of it um, the, the mindset that the players have you know and, and they seem to me to be playing uh, as free spirits there's a there's a you know they're playing there's a liberated um, means by which the players are attacking the contest. Yeah, and um, as you said earlier, it's just it's a great brand of footy that they're playing, and it's it's aesthetically it's it's terrific. You know, yeah. it's really good to watch. Yeah, there's a lot more harmony there. Yes, there's a lot. You know, there's uh, passages of play beautifully strung together. So yes. you know, for the um, for the Ponzi aesthetes out there like me. Um, this is a pleasing sight. It is a pleasing. It is a pleasing sight. Um, you know, there's another little thing, a little observation tone too, with uh, Patrick Cripps. As the game went on, and I was watching Pendlebury, uh, I think, who's now by and large Pendlebury's the man that opposition teams would would you know try and sit on. You know, yeah. would understandably great player. But as the game went on, I was watching Pendlebury looking over his shoulder to where Cripps was going to be. Wow. And it's very rare that you see a player of that stature yeah. actually ha- not having to worry about his own game, but to look around and say, what the hell is Cripps going to do now? Is he going to take the contest third man up? Yeah. Or is he just going to, you know, you know, take the, the hot footy and, and palm it out? And as the game went on, I mean, this is a bloke that was out with a calf injury the week before. He's, a, he's an awesome beast, isn't mm. he, Cripps? And um, uh, what, a, what a player. He's, he's a great player to watch. And... Uh, I'd hate to be able to have to man up on him. He, he's he's got it all. You, the way he's the way he's going at the moment, you've got the I guess the opposition has the problem of um, standing him with a player the same height, knowing that by game's end, Cripps will have grown another three or four well, centimeters. Well, that, that's that's, it. that's how big he's getting. Well, that that is it. You know, like the, you know, Jack Dye used to say that the big blokes don't get any smaller. You know, the last <laughs> quarter. Um, that's 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 a fair point, Tony. You know. Um, what a what a difficult play to man up on Patrick Cripps is, you know. And would do you put a a tall guy on him? Do you do you try and match him with a you know a bona fide on baller, or do you tag him? What do you do? I don't know. It's a it's a problem we're lucky we don't have to uh, wrestle with. It's, they can they can have that one. Now, well, if you want to see Cripper, you know, not only strutting his stuff on the field, but also uh, on the. Uh, let's say in the media, he was on. I think the Sunday he show, which is on the CarltonFC.com.au website. Yes, well worth a look. He's yes. a fine spokesman. He's a very well put together young man. He, he is. I had the great real... pleasure of speaking post match, Tony. Oh, uh, did you? As well. How'd you go? Terrific, terrific. Uh, very generous with his time and a, a, a lovely fellow, Patrick Cripps. Um, credit to his family in the in the Carlton Guernsey. Um, and it was just, he, he just talked about how happy he was to be back. And I think. Um, how happy it was to be part of the winning, the winning team, you know. And um, he's only been at Carlton a short time, but then if you think about someone like Simo, oh. who's seen the worst of it, the absolute worst of it, you know, what a, what a great tonic it must be to him and to the, the older Carlton players that have, you know, have been probably in, in siege mode for too many years. Mm. They're finally now starting to... Uh, you know, feel the um, euphoria of victory, you know, and may there be many more. Well, I just, all, all I want is um, some sort of research centre built underneath uh, Princess Park. Scientists working around the clock just to replicate 
Simo, so that we can just produce like a, I don't know, like an army of, uh, uh, you know, Cade Simpson automatons. Didn't you see the white coach down there oh. with the, uh, the beakers and the Bunsen burners on your way up, Tone? I just, I mean, that, oh, there's nothing else you can say that, you know, there's no enterprise we cannot lavish on that man. He's 250th is coming up, and there's talk of him going around for a couple of years more. Yeah, and it's not... not not third party talk. This is the man himself speaking. I, I want to go on. I want to play on. And um, uh, I can tell the listeners now that I've just spoken to uh, the great man, Anthony Kudafidis, yeah. who is the last Carlton player to represent his club in 250 games for Carlton. Cuda ran out 10 wow. years ago, 2006, yeah. for his 250 game. Simo ran out alongside him that particular oh. game. And and Cuda has, has basically declared that he can't see any reason why. He, uh, Simo can't hit 300. So so there, there's a glowing endorsement from someone who knows. And um, and Simo himself, I think, said this week that, you know, he, he's ready to commit again to 2017 and, and who knows where after that. But uh, he, he's in magnificent form, you know. And, and as I said, taking pick 45 in that ill-fated draft of 2002 when all of Carlton's early uh, selections were, were taken away yeah. by, um, for the salary cap breaches... But what a player he has been, a, a true warrior of the Carlton Football Club, and um, and he's probably playing his best footy right now. Oh, I, ca- I cannot remember a, a more blistering season from no. him. And it, it, you know, he's just a steady pair of hands. He's great to watch, and yes. he's just his decision making under pressure is is amazing. You tell he's just inspiring everyone else around him. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and you talk about the forward line earlier. Asked the question earlier about the forward setup. Tone. I suspect that the forward line, thinking about it now, is probably still a work in progress. Yeah. But what we have seen, I think, is the stability of the of the of the back half. You know. Yeah. And you mentioned Doherty, and, and of course the Irishman. You know. Look, oh, Kieran Byrne. Kieran Byrne yeah. He, he looks like a player, and yeah. and, uh, and even Zach. You know, a steady head down back. We, yeah. we, we've got players that um, I think uh, that Brendan Bolton can really work with for for the long haul. And we get that right, we're, we're halfway there. We're probably a third of the way there. Well, yes, it's a, uh, the journey's not quite complete yet. Um, just before we move on to uh, our votes, I'm just going to point out the scoring shots are exactly the same tone, 15-9-24, Collingwood 12-12-24. Yes, Tony, so, and as they say, bad kicking is bad football for the Magpies, but, which is a bit unfortunate, but was it great to see 15-9, you know, rather than 9-15 or you yeah. know, 6-18 or some of the score lines we've been accustomed to not so long ago. Um, again, we, we heard the coach say after the game, specifically when asked about uh, Levi, you know that mm. you know Levi's always kicked his leg off. You know this is how hard they've trained. Players like him have worked on their kicking, um, and you know things like improvements will happen with repetition. You know, and um, and I'm sure um, with confidence too, um, players will have a, a greater belief in themselves. Being you know, when they find themselves in those situations to do the job, and I just think as we, you know, as this team continues to build, um, we'll see that you know aspect of the game improve with it. Um, we've got to get our kicking right, and, and maybe we're seeing signs already that it's starting to go the right way. Oh, it'll happen. It'll happen. Two more things before, and quick things to cover off. Just observations about the game before we get to your votes, Tony DeBolfo. Um, 
Bolt's mentioning um, the coaches, John Barker and uh, he who, whose name I cannot recall immediately. Dale Amos. There we go. Um, in the press conference afterwards for their great work yes. in the lead-up to the Collingwood game and their coaching for stoppages. Which well, is, that's very true, Tony. A good point. You... It was Tim Clark. It was Tim Clark. Oh, Tim Thank Clark, you, was it? Yep. Was it? I, might, I think I heard him mention Dale Amos somewhere more recently. I think he's done a subsequent interview, Bolts, too, where he acknowledged Dale Amos. I may have that wrong. But... Um, the, in, at this time, Tony, AFL level, 21st century, um, no longer is it simply a matter of going out there and getting a kick. Yeah. There's so much theory that goes, you know, into preparations for, um, you know, match day. And the players, you know, when they're not out on the track, are spending a lot of time, you know, in, in meetings and, mm. and basically analysing... Uh, the opposition and uh, their own methodology, how they play, how they should play against different oppositions and, you know, what, how they should approach it. They debrief after games as well. So it's the science of football, isn't mm. it? That, um, and, and Brendan Bolton, and you mentioned Tim Clark and Johnny and, and also um, Dale Amos, they're all relatively young men. They're teachers, yeah. you know, and, and they have at their disposal a young group of players who are really willing to learn. And... You know, when you watch the way the players are playing now, to me it almost looks like a, a, someone's flicked a switch. Yeah. You know, and it's the aha moment. You yeah. know, where suddenly what, whatever that has been taught, it does connect. And, mm. and then, okay, you know, we, we're, we're there. We understand where, where we're going. And maybe it's just like learning to ride a bike. You know, once you master it, then it, it becomes automatic. And I think once the methodology of Bolton is immersed by the players... Um, hopefully the rest looks after itself, you know, and, the, and we get the results that we're all looking for. But it's certainly the signs are encouraging that the the players are taking it in and they're they're responding accordingly. Well, we got the sign we were looking for uh, against Collingwood, as we know. To me, an enduring image of that game, and I hope for every Carlton supporter, if you haven't seen it, please try to try to get across it. The siren goes. Daisy's reaction yeah. was magnificent, absolutely magnificent. Yeah, and, and uh, we didn't hear him. Uh, I certainly didn't hear him. Sp- he did, he did get he did get interviewed. He, was he interviewed? played it with a very straight bat, and, right? You know, he mentioned he uh, had a, uh, many enjoyable years at Collingwood. Still got many friends there, but it's still it's great to win. And and look, there's a there's a, a player that has you know had to endure a, a mountain of criticism mm. since uh, since uh, being you know uh, uh, selected by the club or picked up by Carlton. Uh, and, you know, did the show in the opening minute of the opening mm. round of the year. Literally the opening minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And has uh, worked so very, very hard to uh, get himself right. And um, and I, I thought, you know, thinking back on it now, you know, how he was a great player at the weekend, but how very important he was at, at Fremantle yeah. when we needed someone to kick goals. Yeah. And that, those three goals, when you think about it now and you look back on it, that, that – game to me is almost a pivotal game mm. for Carlton where finally it started to click and, and he led the way there and that, that, that was they were very classy goals too. V- very true and he and he's followed it up he's been able to string you know two more games on in now and as he gets fluidity into his body and his body becomes match hardened again hopefully we start to see uh, you know the the best of Dale Thomas and um, heart in your throat when he got knocked on yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you you never know, you know. And yeah. You do you do fear the worst, you know. But um, but he he's he's certainly given himself a chance with the full preseason, mm. and he's taken all before him, and he's playing really well for Carlton. The thing I like about Thomas, he, he's a creative player, but he's a smart player, 
and he he may not be a prodigious kick, but he's an accurate kick. Oh, and, yeah. and I think when he has the ball around goals, he's dangerous. Yeah. And um, and that's what we need. We need yeah. players like him. Okay, Tone, the votes for the game against Collingwood. Oh, jeez. You know, can, you know, we don't have the, the luxury of a top ten, do we? The no. pick from Tone. We've got to confine it to three. And look, there's so many players that I've overlooked. Notable apologies here. I've overlooked Cripps. I've overlooked Simo. Uh, apologies to, to all of them. And Murph, uh, I've overlooked the captain this week. That said, I'm going one vote. You touched on him earlier, um, Sam Doherty. Um, oh, yeah. What a what a player he yeah. is. You know, and he, he is he is absolutely ferocious. The way he, I love the way he puts his head over the ball, but also even more bravely backs back into packs. You know, with the you know the the stampede coming the other way, he doesn't seem to have any fear. Um, and what I like about Sam too is that. He was a he grew up a Carlton supporter, yeah. so you know his heart's in it, Tobe. Yeah. You know his heart's in it. Uh, two uh, couldn't go past his um, uh, performance in the third quarter, Bryce Gibbs. Yeah, to slot those three goals, uh, you know, it was a it was a at a pivotal time for Carlton, and that and that uh, hard edge stuff I mentioned earlier. Yes. You know, in defending Cripps and Murphy, I loved it. Three votes, and we talked about a player, you know, that has been through the hardships in Dale Thomas. Well. Levi Casbolt, yeah. well, you know what a what a horrendous uh, you know few weeks he's had to endure with his kicking, and it's been you know an ongoing issue for him. He found a way at the weekend, Tony. Um, he, he it was probably his best game for Carlton, I would say. The marking was was magnificent, yep. but you know to kick those goals at, at vital times for Carlton, I think was 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 magnificent for him. And magnificent for the football club, and I think people at the Grant would long remember that that goal from fifty that he yeah. slotted in the last quarter. Speaking of which time, where do you play him? Do you play him at centre half forward? Do you play him at centre half back? There's no, that no, debate's no. been going on all week now. No, I about... definitely leave him where he is. Yeah. So I think uh, I think we need him up forward. We we definitely need him clunking those marks, yeah. but even more so, we need him kicking those goals. And and I I do hope that the monkey is off the back yeah. for Levi because. Um, all power to him under all the pressure and all the scrutiny and, and all the criticism. He came through when Carlton needed him most and um, it was just magnificent to see that. Well, you, you know, you could compare him to other forwards that we've had at this club and I'm not naming names, Brendan Favola. If you were having a dog of a day, um, the rate of effort dropped off. Um, you would see him just refusing to check, tackle or refusing to chase, sticking one hand up when he was yes. the man on the mark, that sort of thing. Yes. What I noticed about Levi last week, he was having a dog of a day. It wasn't a good, well, it wasn't. Look, it, he was missing goals that he should have got. Yes. He immediately committed himself to the contest of the kick out. Yep. And so to me, that, that said, okay. I didn't get that one, I'll get the next one. He's got that kind of mindset going. Great, great call, Tony. Great observation. I, I think that would probably be Bolton-driven, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there was so much to take out of this game. That was a really good point you make. Another thing I think of is at the three-quarter time huddle also of, of Bolt's arm-in-arm arm with the players, the last oh. address, and they were they arm-in-arm. Arm. I thought, look at this. I mean, yeah. this is a fellow that's got his players right there yeah. in the palm of his hand and they are playing for him yep. and they're playing for each other. And when you see that, you know, you know that, well, okay, if we don't win this game, we're going to go down swinging. But yeah. we're, we're more than likely going to win this contest, you know, and, and I think what, what, what has developed here is there's a, there's a spirit amongst Carlton that hasn't been there for a long, long time and, um, and, it, and it's just it, it's intoxicating, you know. Yeah. You know, for the players and also for 
we mere mortals watching yeah, on. <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm going to give one vote to Cripper. Yes, the uh, Crippler, magnificent. Just because he's magnificent. Um, two votes to Simo because he is a god. <laughs> <laughs> and three to Ed Kerno because I think he, he got, I think I was a little unkind last week not to give him something. Uh, to me, I just uh, I just think he sums up the kind of mindset of the player that has got on board with the with the new philosophy here, and I just think he's he does magnificent work. And, and look, in hearing your votes, I mean, I can't argue. And isn't that a great thing for Carlton that, that I, we have got so many good players contributing to the cause right now? Yeah. Now, speaking of which, we have uh, Port Adelaide. Next week, it's going to be an exciting game because I think there are only one position above us on the ladder. Am I right there? Well, that's true. And I think if we, we hark back the last three games, probably the teams we've met have been one, you know, rung above us on the ladder. Yeah. So, um, again, it's another challenge as we're working our way up. We've, the next yeah. challenge is, is a, just slightly ahead of us. So, again, with every week comes a new challenge and this is no different. It's, a, it's another great challenge for the club. Um, Port Adelaide at home, Simo's 250th, pack it out in blue, surely. Yeah, just show him the sort of loyalty that he has shown us. Absolutely. And be there wearing the old dark navy blue. Just quickly, Tone, who do we need to, what do we need to do to win this game? Well, I think I think we just pretty much keep doing what we're doing. I think if we if we are honest at the contest and uh, and maintain that pressure in and around the you know the um, uh, I guess you know the where, where the balls the players are concentrated. Mm. I think if we can win contested possession there, we give ourselves half a chance. You know, Port's a uh, you know um, I would say free running team. Um, I think we're going to have to sit on a few of their players who can, you know, to, to, to shut down their running game, particularly out of the defensive half. I, I thought that was done with the plomb last week against Collingwood. I just don't think they, had, they were able to get their running game going at all. And I think, I think that's probably, it's probably more of the same with Port. They've got, um, you know, one or two fellows uh, capable of, um, you know, um, kicking a score. I think Dixon's one. You know, those mm. big body forwards, Dixon's one that, um, you know, may have to uh, sit on pretty closely. I would imagine Sam Rowe would probably get the job there. Um, uh, but I, I think by and large, if, if we um, uh, stick to the game plan, the way Brendan Bolton's got Carlton playing, uh, you know, I have every confidence that uh, the job can be done again. No no, no doubt whatsoever. No better reason for turning up than that. Well, there may be one. It's Cade Simpson's 250th, and in honour of that, uh, you can have something special to remember Cade Simpson's milestone uh, and be there when he plays his 250th game in the Navy Blue. Both membership options, because there is a Cade Simpson membership now, Tone. Oh, uh, both uh, membership options include a premium level two reserve seat for Cades 250th at the Carlton Port Adelaide this round eight, Sunday the 15th of May at Etihad. Purchase uh, our access version and attend all of Carlton's remaining home games, GA access only. So get online to the carltonfc.com.au website uh, for further details. Uh, just a little line I want to throw in about Simo um, Tone is that, uh, you know, 249 games ago uh, he made his debut for the club and came out of it with duck eggs. No kicks, no marks, no really. Handles. And I think it may have repeated itself the following week and the week after. Now... Full credit to Dennis Pagan, yep. the then coach, for for believing in Simo at a time where he could have well ended up on the scrap heap because I can remember – I always remember Greg Williams saying the first time Carlton uh, um, got yep. rid of him yeah. after – it happened not long after an intra-club practice match 
And I remember Greg Williams saying many years after the event, he said, I kicked one goal four in an intra-club game here and they moved me on. But I always wonder what might have been if I'd kicked four goals one. Now, with Cade Simpson not uh, troubling the scorers in that first game, the second game, the third game, might have been easy for Simo to have been moved on. Mm. But obviously, you know, the coach and the, and the match committee, the Brains Trust at that time, thought highly enough of the fellow that, yes, there is a future in this kid, let's stick with him. And there you go. It just goes to show how you can turn it around, you know, not in, in a blink. It's uh, Well, it's a sliding doors moment. When you yeah, think of the, the talent that we've hemorrhaged over the years, it's great to know that uh, somebody... Well, we stuck fat with him and he's stuck fat with us. Absolutely. And we love him. We, we love him for him. it. All right. Thank you uh, for listening to The Two Tones. Remember, Carlton Port Adelaide, Round 8, Sunday, May 15th, Etihad Stadium at 1.10. Tony Moclair, Tony DeBolfo here. And thanks to Danielle, who has done an excellent job producing us today. Yeah. We will catch you next week.